The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. There was a man uh, sitting on the street in uh, Yerushalayim, crying his eyes out at 11 o'clock at night. Rabbi of the neighborhood walks by. He sees this guy crying in the middle of the night. He walks up to him. He says, everything okay? The man's crying. He's inconsolable. He says, what's the matter? He says, I lost my father today. He says, oh, I'm so sorry. He says, but that's not why I'm crying. You lost your father today. It's not why you're crying. He says, no, I lost my father today. We went to, we took him to the cemetery. We buried him. He says, but I did not even go to the house of Shiva. And I'm not going to go. My father, he says, I don't know if he said he's dead to me because that's redundant. But he says, my father, he says, he's no longer my father. He says, what are you talking about? He says, you know, uh, before we went to the funeral, you know, they, they came, the lawyer came after they got news and they sent us, after he passed, they sent us the, the will that he prepared. He says, we have Halvman and Alistair in the family. Is a, whatever, uh, how many of us are in the family? 11 million, of, uh, 11 of us in the family. My father was a wealthy man, or 10 million of us, 10 of us in the family. My father left, uh, what's it called? A huge sum of money. Uh, and each one of the kids, he left them at $1 million. Except for me, I'm not mentioned at all in the will. For no reason at all. I never said anything to him. I never did anything to him. Out of all the kids, I was singled out to not get one penny from his, uh, from his inheritance. What kind of father could do that to his kid? I feel like he's not my father. And I'm not going to go to the shiva, and I'm not going to be part... Anyway, the rabbi says, listen. He says, did you ever have that feeling from your father before he passed away? That he treated you uh, differently like that? That he, that he could write you out like the last minute? He says, no. He says, do you think maybe your brothers maybe convinced him? He says, no. He goes, I don't know what it is. All I know is that I'm not in the will. And I know I'm not going to Shiva. My father could treat me that way. It means he doesn't love me. It's not the money. He feels heartbroken. Okay. The rabbi says, listen, something's off. He says, let me, let, me, let, me, uh, let me sleep on it. Come see me in the morning. In the morning, the guy comes to the rabbi. The rabbi has this big smile on his face. He says, yesterday, you told me that he cut you out. He says, yes, he did. He says, tell me. He says, is, uh, is your life situation the same as everyone else in the family? Do you make more money than everybody else? He says, no, exactly the opposite. He says, I'm the only one in the family that I pursued my studies, I became a rabbi, a scholar, you know, I, this is how what I do, I teach Torah, you know, and all the other my brothers, they all have businesses. The opposite. If anything, he gave to the ones that didn't need it and cut out the ones that did. The, the, the rabbi smiled and he says, tell me. He says, you have children? He says, yes. He says, uh, how many? He says, Baruch Hashem, big family, 10 kids. He says, uh, are they married? He says, Baruch Hashem, marry them off. He says, tell me, did you marry them off uh, by yourself? I mean, you said you're a rabbi in Israel. It's uh, very expensive to marry off kids. Not because the wedding's expensive. Because in Israel, the way it works is uh, they chip in and they, they, buy, they buy the person a house or an apartment. Or at least they put a down payment down. So aside from the wedding costs, which are less than here, but they're also putting down. He says, uh, yeah. He goes, actually, my father, he helped me out with the weddings, Baruch Hashem. So thank God I was able to do that. At least that he did. He said, really? He said, how much? He says, he gave us for the weddings, he gave us this amount. And for the apartment, he gave us this amount. He says, so basically he gave me for every child, he gave $100,000. So the guy says, how much is 100,000 times 10? The guy says, a million. He says, he didn't cut you out of the will. 
He gave it to you before he gave it to them. He gave you the will on the installment plan. The guy's sitting there, oh my gosh. He's just like frozen, he can't believe it. He's devastated now that he suspected that his father, he's devastated that he didn't go to Shiva the night before. He feels terrible. He says, Rabbi, thank you so much. He goes, you know, in the moment I was thinking only of the inheritance. I didn't think of the specific help that he gave me at that time. My brothers, they could all make their own weddings. He didn't need to help them. Of course, that's what happened. That's what this is. Big smile on his face. He runs off into, uh, you know, back to the, to the Shiva house to take his place by his brothers. My friends, I read this story and I was shaking. Because how many of us are like that? When we look at Borei Olam, we look at God and we say, Where are you? You gave him and you gave him and you gave him and you gave him. Who would you give me? Who am I, chopped liver? Brit Melach. HaKadosh Baruch Hu does not forget anyone. It's just that sometimes he gives you like this, and sometimes he gives you like that. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.